0: I think you move into that kind of like next level of artistry when you take a step back and you say, you know what, I'm going to write this song and I don't care if it's for me or not. Like I'm willing to give it away. I'm willing to have another artist sing it.
1: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It's Nasi Pizwane and I'm back again with another episode of Sludge Underground Podcast, and today I've got Gino Lee, a very incredible creative here who's a producer. He's also an artist. Uh, this man comes, uh, obviously, from overseas as well. You know, he's been there. Um, obviously appearing or making appearances uh, in music videos for the likes of mary j blige um, and obviously our city you know uh, obviously has done production as well uh, all the way up in north hollywood and uh, you know now owns a studio uh, here in south africa uh, where he basically nurtures you know the upcoming talents but there's a lot more to gino which we're obviously going to be unpacking in this episode but uh, i'm super excited to have you here gino how are you doing man
0: hey, Nasip, i'm doing great thanks thanks so much for having me on on
1: today, hey, that is epic, and I obviously want to send a massive shout out to uh, Genevieve of uh, Indie Desert PR for making this uh, interview possible. Yeah. And uh, you know, jumping straight into it, uh, one of the things that I mentioned, obviously, in your EPK is that you are uh, a Sony recording artist. So, what does that mean? And uh, what is it like being a Sony recording artist? Because you think of Sony and you think of only the biggest artists.
0: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be you know associated with um, Sony Music Publishing. I've been working with them for a couple of years now. And I think it's really an awesome space to be in. You know, they're great. Uh, I think a lot of people also don't understand first of the difference between recording labels and publishers those are two very different things i'm with uh, sony music publishing and they take care of the songs that i write looking for sync placements uh, as well as kind of being in track and in charge of royalty collection so but they've been great they've been great i've been working there for working with them for a lot of years and they also do really special stuff where they work with um uh, upcoming artists as well and they want uh, producers and writers to work with these upcoming artists and stuff. So it's awesome to be in that space amongst those kind of creative people.
1: I feel like it's such an underrated thing, you know, when you're looking at publishing, mm. you know, when you mentioned sync deals there and so on and so forth, just briefly what are sort of some of the benefits for anyone who might be looking you know and maybe diving into or working with a publisher and so forth for you personally as well i mean working with sony being a publisher what do you feel some of the benefits are
0: it comes down to the mindset of of artists i think to me an artist that is just starting out the mindset is quite small right it's like okay i'm gonna make music i'm gonna perform it and i'm gonna get it to radio right but there is so much more in this industry and that the industry has to offer and i think a lot of times artists have to remove the ego from the situation because very much it's like oh i'm gonna write a song and it's my song i'm writing it and i'm gonna perform it it's all about me but i think you move into that kind of like next level of artistry when you take a step back and you say you know what i'm gonna write this song and i don't care if it's for me or not like i'm willing to give it away I'm willing to have another artist sing it. So I think it's really special when that kind of thing ha- uh, when that kind of thing happens. And the publishing houses are kind of like the hub for those kind of things happening. Publishing houses offer things like sync licensing deals. For those who don't know what that is, that's basically when your song gets uh, kind of associated or put on a commercial or in a big TV show. Uh, a story that I like to take, tell one of uh, some of my artists is that um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with Lizzo, right? Um, If you look at her backstory, like she was struggling for years, right? She had like uh, quite a big following, but what really broke her was a placement in a Netflix TV show. And that was sync licensing. So people really underestimate the power you know, all of these opportunities that are there.
1: That is absolutely spot on. It's something that we try to preach as well on the podcast, you know, when you bring in, you know, certain publishers and so on and so forth. I'm so glad that you actually shared light on that, you know. Thank you for that there. As someone that has actually performed, you know, internationally, or both nationally and internationally as well, I want you to let me know about some of the differences you'd say when you're looking at South Africa, you know, in the entertainment sort of platform and scene and such. Um, is there some catching up maybe to do? Or would you say we were basically on on par what are some of the key differences between you know maybe say being an artist here in south africa and maybe you know being an artist performing overseas as well
0: so i think the artist scene in south africa i think from a pop perspective has grown you know substantially and i'm going to talk about kind of like performances and kind of like artists in general i think a couple of years ago like about 10 years ago there's a lot of talk about yeah south africa is, is still upcoming i think we're here we're here dude like i mean tyler just won a grammy award the other day. So I think we are literally on that level. And when it comes to performing, performing in America was amazing because I was able to perform on like iconic stages and iconic venues, like the Apollo Theater in Harlem, as well as the Village Underground in, in New York, where, you know, Lady Gaga had a very first performance. So it was really cool performing in these spaces. And I think it gives you a lot of perspective. But these spaces are just spaces, right? To me, it's more about the vibe and the energy of the community in that space and I think that South Africa has something special when you perform a gig here in South Africa there's an energy that's unlike any other you know South Africa's come with their own brand of 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 awesome gears and and liveliness and and love for music that I think you don't get anywhere else.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. you spot on there when you say we've arrived, you know, with obviously Tyler doing what she has done. I mean, looking at Tyler, just just while we're on that there, you are someone who has, you know, obviously having worked internationally, we mentioned, you know, production out there in North Hollywood as well. Um, If you do have any insight, if I'm an artist from South Africa, what are some of the steps that I would need to take? to get to a point where I'm now Grammy nominated is there a formula even or would you say some of it boils down to luck what 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 like you know paint a picture for me if if you are in a position to
0: yeah it's, it's there's a lot you know it's 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 no easy feat you know being a tyler you touched on uh, something that's 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 real over there there's a lot of like right place right time vibes but i think there is no replacement for hard work and consistency. I think if we look at her as a case study, she had that, the first time I heard of of her was that song, was it Getting Late with Cool Drink? That was like a couple of years ago, right? So that that was the first time I heard of her. But I think with artists like Tyler, and even like another one that's coming to mind now is Will Lindley, they've got a really good team. I don't really know how they kind of managed to get the people around them, but I think suffice to say, Having a really good team around you is super super important. So consistency, a good team, you know, removing the ego from the situation. I, I tell a lot of artists as well. Like another way into the industry is writing for other people. You look at artists like uh, BB Rexa, Megan Trainer. Those artists wrote for other artists for years, right? And it's such a nice way to come into the industry because you kind of like build yourself, kind of. In the background, working with industry people, and then you get to the point where you get given the chance to perform your own song. But I think with with Tyler now specifically, it was also the song. She had an incredible song. Water is, in my mind, it's like a pop masterpiece or one of the the best pop masterpieces like out of the last five years. I think it's an incredibly well-written song. And they were super clever. The team was super clever as well with kind of pushing the viralness of the song as well on TikTok. And I think that really, really blasted her into like the stratosphere. So it's a couple of things, but I think it's kind of like the combination of consistency and then being ready when it's
1: the right time. 100% there. You obviously did work um, at Skylight Studios uh, out in North Hollywood. Uh, What are some of the things that you picked up, you know, working in that studio um, that maybe you were not aware of while working maybe in some of the studios here in South Africa?
0: Yeah, so... About five or six years, maybe even more now, I stayed in Los Angeles for two years, and I built up quite a few contacts, and kind of one thing led to another, and I, you know, met people that introduced me to an amazing uh, producer by the name of Matt Henry, so he hosts, uh, well, he owns, rather, a recording studio called Skylight Studios in North Hollywood. I mean, I think it was it was such a blessing to work with him. I learned so much about the industry, just kind of being in the studio and working kind of hands on. And not many people know this, but like when I started working with Matt, like it was very much internship vibes. I I remember the, the first day working, he made me build a quadratic diffuser. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's kind of like a it's almost like something that captures sound waves in a studio. That's like this kind of the simplest way to explain it. So I kind of started from the bottom up, you know, as an intern in the studio, which is really cool. And, you know, by the end of it, I was obviously assistant producing a lot of the artists coming in there and kind of contributing to sessions as well. And it, it turned into a really fruitful relationship because um we actually also ended up making music together he actually had a ep that he released and i jumped on one of the tracks and it ended up being a song called don't do this 2019 i traveled to la again and we recorded a music video and it's 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 done pretty well on youtube so i i i think with those relationships it's really cool when it blossoms from more than just like a working relationship and he's actually somebody that i've collabed with now which is again, another really cool thing about being in this industry.
1: Mm, very beautiful. Just those, those connections that you were able to make, man, from the position that you initially started out with is is absolutely incredible. We also mentioned in the beginning, you know, obviously, music video appearances. Um, you mentioned Mary J. Blige being one of them, our city, obviously, the the more... Uh, prominent you know names obviously you've been in countless you know there's there's many more that are there um walk me through the sort of behind the scenes process it's something that we touched on with Katya uh, shout out to Katya and shout out again to genevieve for that one there um where her music video one of the one of her music videos was absolutely amazing and I wanted her to give me sort of like some insights in terms of you know what it takes to actually prepare and you know get the end product to come out the way that it is because not a lot of people have experienced that sort of thing you know it's like well you finally saved up enough money as an artist. Now you're going to shoot a music video. Now what? You know, so for you and the, uh, the music video appearances that you've had, obviously, Al City, Mary J. Blige, the rest of them. Um, what are some of the essential things that you sort of learned from those experiences in preparing for something like that?
0: That was such a fun period in my life. When I was also, that was also around the time that I was staying in LA. It was incredible just to be on set of these music videos for really, really big artists. And just to kind of see the level of production value it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience so i'm really grateful that i was able to to have those experiences and obviously work with the agents that i was working with at that time in la and also even a quick shout out to my agency 33 and me talent agency also be for Lyndon, the um chair of the of the agency it was kind of through her that i was able to even get to that level where i was in la with an agent you know booking music videos booking tv shows and you know doing the things so shout out to Alcibi. but yeah man like being on set is super super eye-opening i think like i mentioned at that level there's so much that goes into it and i think people underestimate what it takes to kind of put on a big like a really really big budget music video but then again at the same time if your song to me to me it's all about the song sure visuals can really aid and really help a song but to me, it's it's always about the heart of the song. And I've, I've seen music videos that have been made, you know, for much less as well perform really well. So, I mean, I think a lot of artists as well use that as an excuse to say, oh, no, like, I don't have this much money or I need this person in my team to make a cool music video. I don't, I don't think that should be kind of the the attitude towards that i think if you're smart about it and if you're creative enough you can make really really cool stuff with you know little to even no budget but i think from the being on those two side of extremes it's it's really cool to to kind of like make those comparisons but i mean all in all it was it was a super awesome experience to kind of you know butt heads and and meet these amazing people you know like mary j blige like you said whole city um, i remember meeting jesse j as well um, Bia Miller, I was on the set of one of her music videos when she was like still 15 years old, I think. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. But um, I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, the difference in production quality. And then also at the same time, not letting it inhibit you or stop you as an artist from, you know, making something creative and something cool for cheap as well if need
1: be very beautiful man i'm loving these answers gino you're an absolute genius man (laughs) (laughs) obviously now you're the owner of uh river road records uh you're doing the beautiful work you know you're out there developing the upcoming artists and so on Uh, what have you sort of been uh teaching i don't know if you you go this far with them obviously it being a studio and such um is there any sort of insight that you give these artists when it comes to social media because it does seem like it's one of the you know driving forces when it Comes to you know in today's age when it comes to you mentioned you know the the virality or just you know Tyler and, and her team making sure that you know the song went viral. So what is sort of what sort of knowledge do you sort of uh, bring forth when it comes to the talent that you work with at River Road Records?
0: So uh, a bit more about me and my journey to get to you know the River Road Records era that I'm in now. I was a performer for many years, so I think my my trajectory and my journey has, has changed a lot over the years, and it's kind of settled into this phase now where I find most fulfillment in giving back to others, writing music for other people, producing music for other people, and kind of seeing that twinkle in their eye when they hear something that's really cool that is now theirs, right? That came from nothing, an idea that came from their own brain. So... Um, that really, really fulfills me. With that being said, and with that being the space that I'm in now, I'm kind of at this point in time in really awesome situation as well, where I, I don't know if uh, if you remember earlier, I mentioned LCB for Linden from 33andMe agency. I'm an alumni now at that agency. And I also get invited twice a year to teach at bootcamps that she hosts. And at this this bootcamp, they have you know aspiring artists, Singer songwriters, actors, um, models, dancers from all across the country. And they come to to Pretoria for a boot camp for, for the weekend. And, you know, I'm privileged enough that, you know, they've asked me as an alumni about five, six years now, to come in and teach um, and kind of give back what I've learned as a musician and as a performer over the past, over 10 years now. So I'm really blessed to be in that space and I find it super fulfilling. Like what you said earlier, there is a lot to teach. A lot of artists come in with really good voices, but they don't have that background of, you know, social media training, how to perform on a stage, how to engage with an audience how to manage your music, you know, the business of music. Because also being an artist in this day and age, you have to do it all, especially if you're an ind- independent artist, you wear so many hats. And I think it's quite eye opening for, for musicians that are coming into the industry when they realize all that it actually takes to be an independent musician. So at these boot camps, I kind of give that information. I, I take what I've learned over the 10 years and I, I share it with, with these aspiring artists. And when it comes to the recording studio, it's the same. But I think the focus with my recording studio is obviously producing a body of work. Um, the way that I work is we have Zoom sessions. Um, so I have Zoom sessions with my client where we write the song you know, over, over video call and we, we kind of work back and forth with ideas and we produce and we write the song over probably two to three sessions. And then when the song is done, they either fly down to my, um, studio in GQ in Klebecha where we record the song or they come to Cape Town and I meet them here and they record at um, Kosher Studios but I think the whole process of songwriting in itself is so enlightening and eye-opening that it doesn't really need to be taught it kind of just needs to be experienced and I kind of make that Process organic in that way. Obviously, as we're writing, I drop tips along the way. After the song is done, I do have another session with my clients where we talk about the business of music. Um, you know how to get your songs on on digital streaming platforms. How to maximize the song's potential. Because I think also what happens is that, and what makes me so sad as well is that artists come in and they record the most beautiful song, but then they don't know how to market the song properly. And sometimes they don't even market the song at all because they just don't realize how much it actually takes to have a successful release so we go through all of that we go through um how to market the song how to manage it online um how to sign up with samro a lot of admin related things but those things like i said are so important you know in the culmination of what it means to be an artist in this day and age
1: give me at least one 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 of the golden tips that you would give uh, obviously I, I do feel like as you said you mentioned them being your clients and i really hope that from this episode if anyone is listening they do know that they can obviously reach out to you if they want to sort of you know go down that sort of path uh, but just sort of as a teaser or as a sample you know you mentioned marketing marketing being the golden uh, golden word something that you know many upcoming many an upcoming artists sort of struggles with give me one key sort of like tip for an upcoming artist and marketing
0: right so one thing that i speak about in the introduction of the session and it's a simple idea but it's two words that i feel like a lot of artists get confused with and they they kind of use interchangeably when they they start off in the industry And those two words in in marketing are called reach. And the other word is called engagement. A lot of people don't actually understand what these two words really mean. So a nice way that I break it down is reach is potential, right? So when you're on a social media platform and you'll see a pop up that says this, this content or this post has the potential to reach so and so many people that is the potential number of people that will see content when it comes to engagement that is the metric that artists need to be focusing on it's an indication of the number of people that are actively engaging with your content on a regular basis so what we do when we go through these marketing sessions is we focus on tips and tricks on how to improve engagement with your song um, and how to have organic growth in engagement of your song but I guess that would be a little tip that I give in the very beginning. It's just understanding the difference between those two terms, because a lot, of, a lot of artists get it twisted. They don't really understand. Another, another kind of analogy that I that I give is that you'll sometimes find on on, on Instagram, people have like hundred thousand followers or like fifty thousand followers, but their posts only get like three likes. So that means they've got a reach of 50,000 people, but they've only got an engagement of three people, right? So that's a an, an clear indication of high reach, low engagement, which doesn't really help anybody. And it doesn't really constitute and help organic growth as a musician or an artist or where, whatever you are in the industry. So yeah, that's that's kind of one tip that I give.
1: Very beautiful. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, anyone that might want to maybe work with you as well, we are going to get your handles now that we're at the end of the show. Um, we'll obviously get a lot more insights uh, because, I mean, dude, I've, I've, I've spoken to... Uh, Shania who has obviously also worked with you she mentioned you in, in her episode as well and uh, just how amazing her music sounds I I for one do know you know how powerful you know, and how good the results are when it comes to working with Gino Lee so with that being said I want to thank you so much um, I really appreciate you taking time aside today to have this conversation with me if anyone wants to get in touch with you or work with you in any capacity maybe come down to River Road Records you know where are the handles how do we find you
0: Cool. So I'm on all the social media. Um, on, ins- on Instagram, I'm at Mr. Gino Lee, M-R-G-I-N-O-L-E-E. And the studio is River Road Music. That is our studio handle on Instagram. If you want to find more about me and my journey, just Google Gino Lee and all my socials will be there. And if you want to get in touch, you can DM us, uh, DM the studio on Instagram at uh, River Road Music. Thanks so much for having me, man. This was this was a really cool discussion. This is a really cool chat. I really loved it.
1: Hey, anytime and I hope it's not the last time that we have you on the show as well, man.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the support, dude. I appreciate
1: it. See you at any time. And for anyone listening to this, I want to just thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you learned as much as I did and had uh, as good a time as I did. I want to send again a massive shout out to Genevieve and Indie Does It PR for making this interview possible. And uh, as for Sludge Underground, we have our website www.sludgeunderground.com That's where you'll find all our episodes. If you want some merch, it's uh, sludgeunderground.store So do check that out. It's the best way to support us. We also have a YouTube channel now as well, so be Sure, to go and subscribe to that. And as for myself, it's at the one on all handles. Until next time, it is bye for now.